You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. And today, ladies, I just want you to have an open mind and I want you to prepare your hearts for a great guest interview. I have been wanting to interview Marcy for a long time now. I have listened to her and her co-founder, Coco Mears, do several interviews and I've listened to all of them and I have learned so much. And every time I listen to one of her interviews, it just resonated more and more with my heart, with the mission and Co- with the mission that her and Coco have, not only just for women's health, but how they can help all areas of women's health with focusing on CBD. And you know that I've talked about CBD a lot on the podcast. I am very, very intrigued about it. I want to dive into it so much more for my clients and for myself. And I've been experimenting it with myself, trying different things and learning. And I just am amazed at the brilliance of this woman. I mean, we had a great conversation and I can't wait for you to hear it. But let me just give you a little bit of background about Marcy. She is the co-founder and she is the chief product officer at Equilibria, known as EQ. It's a woman's CBD company focused on personalized routines for real outcomes. EQ features the only one-on-one dosage support service in the direct-to-consumer CBD sector. Based on a year of research and development and two years of member routine data, Alongside her co-founder, Coco Mears, Marcy has helped EQ grow 11 times in 2020 with a focus on innovation, digital experience, and the amazing stories of their hundreds of thousands of members. Prior to EQ, Marcy graduated from Northwestern University and founded Polymathic, an innovation consultancy sold to DeviMed Tandem in 2017. So ladies, with no further ado, uh, if you could, if you're out there in your car or everywhere, let's give a round of applause. I'm giving one here. Yay. And let's dive into this great interview with Marcy and learn all about CBD and be sure to listen all the way to the end because Marcy is giving us our Well Woman Network community a discount on CBD. And I just want to let you know that if you go to Equilibria, they have dosing specialists. So if you want to dive into CBD for yourself and you want to learn more, you can go to the site, you can take a quiz. They, there's a quiz there that you can answer these questions. And then you can personally get on the phone with one of their dosage specialists and find out where you need to start and get started. And they just started a membership, I see as well, that you can get started on. So okay, you can tell that I'm so excited. So let's dive in and listen to Marcy. Hey there, and welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad, Millennial Women's Health Guide and Certified Women's Health Nurse Practitioner. I invite you to join me and hundreds of other women who are curious about their health, want to be their number one self-care advocate, and want to build a health portfolio that is robust enough to carry them through every facet of their lives. The Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast is the only resource you need to start, grow, or level up your health to the fullest potential. Discover why women all over the globe call the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast their go-to women's wellness hub, where we talk about women's wellness, we talk about business, life, and everything in between, all the things that pertain to us women being healthy. We are more than just a podcast. We are a community. All right, ladies, well, welcome back to another episode. And like I said, we have a great guest here. We're talking to Marcy from Equilibria, and she is going to just, um, you know, inform us and delight us with all things CBD today. So I'm really so excited. So Marcy, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on here. And I'm just so looking forward to this conversation. 
Thank you for having me. All right. So I want to dive right into it because I've heard your story a couple of times and I'm just really enthused. I, I'm, I'm into all things learning about CBD. So tell me, you know, how you got into the world of CBD and how it led you to your company, Equilibria. Awesome. Um, I'm going to tell for anyone who's, who's seen our, our video on our website, it has a little bit of our origin story. I'm going to tell a little bit more of an intimate version of that right now. Got it. Um, I like to have hard conversations. I think we all need to have hard conversations. So I'll go a little, a little bit more in depth there. Um, so I got my start with CBD was actually twofold. My husband is a Marine and um, has PTSD and he had used cannabis to effectively manage his symptoms. I had never really latched onto it, but uh, I knew it worked really well for him. So when I injured my spine in a kayaking accident, I got trapped in a whirlpool, um, which was really terrible. Um, and I, I messed up my spine in two different places. Um, and I was facing having surgery. So at that point I was, you know, a couple of years into having the injury, it had gotten worse. And I was sitting at 30 years old and I wasn't a functional adult. I could work, but I was in so much pain that I couldn't work well. I wanted to walk my dog or hang out with my husband. And it was, you know, you can't walk your dog when you're bent at an angle like this. So my aunt had actually gotten me some CBD. It was like for my birthday. And she was like, you know, I, I'm, my friend's having really good luck with this for arthritis and other things. And I'm just wondering like, you you know, if it's really an inflammation issue, like maybe it'll help. And I was very, very skeptical. I had never been, again, never been a cannabis person, uh, didn't smoke weed in high school, nothing. So knowing that had recently become legal, I said to myself, well, okay, well, what do I have to lose? Aleve isn't doing anything. Ibuprofen isn't doing anything. So I kind of, I started experimenting. I did a little bit of Googling, um, like we all do. And, you know, a couple days in, I literally, like, I woke up and I remember saying to myself, oh my God, I can like turn over in bed, like easily by myself right now. And then I got out of bed and then I was like, I'm standing completely upright. It was very transformational for me. Not everyone has as quick of an experience there, but I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. And so this is many years later, I've now been able to, to not have surgery. Um, but the other big thing was that my mental state was different. Um, I'd struggled a lot with depression my whole life. And everything felt a little brighter and a little more clear. So again, there had to be something there. Um, I had just sold my previous company. And so I was on sabbatical. So it was a really good timing to jump into something new. I thought it was just going to be a, something new that would help people. Uh, I love to volunteer. I love to spend time with people. Um, and so I was running all this, what turned into real research started as more informal conversations. Um, and I was helping to run this monthly group and doing all these one-on-ones and, you know, women were driving in from all over to come talk about cannabis, which is, you know, the umbrella term for hemp and weed, which are the same, same plant, uh, bred two different ways. And women were coming in and some of them needed a, a medical marijuana card. And some of them just wanted, you know, wanted to try CBD, but all of the over-the-counter options were terrible. This is 2017 and 2018 that we're launching more into this research and women were coming in. They were like, I don't. I don't know where to get started. And, and I, I saw the CBD at a gas station and like, that's, that's terrifying. Like, I don't want to put that in my body. And so I started asking a lot of questions. Like why, why, why are you here to talk about this? What is it that drove you to consider something that scares you so much? And the overwhelming response was that people felt like they were out of options and that there had to be a better way. You know, Western medicine is extremely valuable and I still have pharmaceuticals that are important in my life. I'm not anti that by any means, um, but it wasn't enough. And sometimes unnecessary, right? Like it depends. I got off of three medications using cannabis, right? So 
asking a lot of hard questions, a lot of women crying in a room together, having group conversations. Um, and I, the turning point for me was when there was a group of grandmothers who came in together um, who were, you know, from two hours away. And that was really the big thing for me was talking to them and listening to them because, you know, I always say to people, when was the last time that you asked your grandmother how she's feeling? And I'm not just saying asking her if her joints hurt, ask how is she feeling, right? Like how, you know, her mental state. And a woman said to me point blank, this is the version I don't go into in the video, a little more intimate. She said, I have been thinking about suicide for 10 years. She's like, I love my grandma, my grandchildren. They're amazing. I love my children, but I don't know why I feel this way. And I don't know what to do about it. And nothing is working. And that I, I always get a little choked up when I talk about it because I could like see her face, but she, it stuck with me. And I went home and I was like, I can't stop thinking about this. And I solve problems for a living. I'm a product developer. So I was like, okay, what can I do that's going to solve this product, uh, this problem? Because when I talked to them, it, they made it really clear that if you just giving them better product wasn't actually going to, to be enough. They wanted someone to talk to. They wanted educational resources. Women are trust-based consumers. We care deeply about what we put in our bodies. And so I, I said, well, if, if you had someone or to talk to about this and the product was you knew was really good quality, was not going to hurt you. It was the right product to use. Like, would you do it? And everyone was like, yes. Absolutely, yes. So I piloted what's now known as our dosage support member education service. Um, at that time, you know, women were like, hey, can you talk to my mom? Can you talk to my sister? Can you talk to my grandma? Can you talk to this team of nuns? It was like a whole range of people all over the place. Um, and it was just great, great research. So I was sitting on all of that and going, oh my gosh, there's just this big picture here. It's healthcare and it's cannabis and it's women's needs. And nobody's really talking about women's needs past a certain point. And so I, I went to get coffee with Coco, my co-founder now, who was actually a client of mine from when I was a consultant. Um, and we're kind of talking about all these different things. Her whole career has been building brands for women. And I was like, you know, I've had this really life-changing experience. And I've helped a bunch of other women have it. And I literally can't stop thinking about it. I'm writing all these crazy notes to myself. Like, what if we, what if we did something about this? What if, you know, I know I'm on sabbatical and I should be enjoying that and all these things, but like, what if we just dropped everything and, and went into it? Because Coco had recently sold a company that I had helped her build to Groupon. So we kind of were, the people who saw us, we had this meeting, they were like, Marcy, go, we're waving their arms around all excitedly. And, and we said, you know, let's do it. Cause we actually had this opportunity to buy into our supply chain. We did some vetting, made sure that that was truly the, the right choice to take, and we went for it. And so we actually are owners in our farm and our lab and our manufacturing. So we know exactly what's going into it. I can take data and push back out to it. I can say, you know, women are coming to us primarily for anxiety, pain, and sleep. We should be making products for that. We should be growing strains for that. Um, and that's kind of the very long-winded version of, of how Equilibria came to be. No, I love it. You know, I, I really think that there needs to be a lot of education, especially around CBD, because there is, you can go online and you can Google CBD. And I mean, it comes from every source, from every place, from everywhere. And I think that people really don't understand it. Number one, they don't understand how to use it or what it's used for. They try some brand off of Amazon or whatnot. It doesn't work, you know, and then of course we all, all of us say, okay, well, it doesn't work. So it doesn't work for me and they don't want it. And then they don't go beyond that. And then they tell all their friends, well, no, I tried and it doesn't work. So I think that, you know, education and I, you know, you provide a lot of it and it's great that you can talk to a dosing specialist, I know, and get all that kind of stuff like that too. So that's, it's fabulous. And, you know, I think that most products, 
you know, come from, you know, at least for women's stuff from something that they saw a, you know, um, there wasn't, a, there was a need in the marketplace for that. And so they didn't see that that was there. So they developed it to make it better and make it better mm -hmm. for women. So I think it's, I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that, you know, you're a woman, you know, you had this need and then you tried it and it worked for you. And then you put a bunch of research because I'm really research-based. I do everything in that, you know, and I do practice Western too. But um, like you said, there's, there is a gap between Western and there's a gap between, you know, alternative. And mm -hmm. I, like I tell a lot of my patients, we have a lot of pain patients, as you probably know, um, America is hooked on narcotics, sleep aids, anxiety pills, and everything else like that. And unfortunately, from the medical standpoint, you know, it's very easy to just give somebody a prescription. But lately, I tell all my patients, I'd rather see you go do CBD than take Norco, okay? Because you're going to get better. It's not like you're not going to get like hooked on it like you are with trying and Norco and getting people off of it. You're not going to get messed up in the brain. You're not going to get constipated and all those things that come along with it. And they're like shocked. They look at me like, you're actually condoning me to go do, you know, to do CBD. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'd rather go even, and I have a lot of elderly patients and I'm like, this is far safer for you to use this than being, you know, on this other stuff and being doped up on, you know, 20 different pills that you're taking and you can't even function daily. So I think it's really great too. So thank you for coming up with that product. Of course. And a big part of it for anyone who's watching this, who's wondering about, you know, opiates versus cannabis, um, opiates and, and many other medications can hijack your motor cortex. So that means that they can, they're capable of making you unable to breathe, right? Yeah. And cannabis, even if you completely overloaded on any form of cannabis, cannot hijack your motor cortex. So it is impossible for it to create an overdose where you are going to be in a negative situation. You might not feel so great for a little bit if something went, but it's not going to have that effect on you. And in fact, um, many cannabinoids can help people get off of opiates yep. or other medications, um, which is a really fascinating thing. Like I know people who are getting off of nicotine using CBD. Yeah, no, I think, I think it's fabulous too. So tell me, okay, so I want to talk a little bit now about, because um, most women, we, they don't even know about the cannabinoid system. They know about their parasympathetic, they know about their sympathetic and all different things else like that. But talk to me a little bit about, you know, what is the endocannabinoid system and why do we, why is it really important to look at that as part of our overall health and others when we look at other systems too? Absolutely. Um, so the endocannabinoid system known as the ECS is a relatively recent discovery. Um, Raphael Machulam in Israel is, has done a lot of the research around that um, and other scientists. And basically I refer to it as a master puppeteer system. So you have all these other systems that you mentioned and another good one is actually re the reproductive system. The ECS is going like this to a bunch of your systems. So if you've ever taken CBD and noticed your heart rate come down, feeling all of this sort of overwhelming sense of calm that has taken over you, that's why, because it's, it's looking at the different things that aren't working and pulling some strings. Mm -hmm. And so for anyone who remembers high school biology class, you know, we talked about homeostasis, the state of balance. Our body sometimes is going like this. Yep. Really want to go like this. Yep. And we're all just constantly seeking that even at the cellular level, we are seeking that. And that is what the endocannabinoid system is all about. We as women, well, all humans have, and honestly, pretty much all vertebrates have these, these receptors. So if you've ever used CBD with your dog, this is why it works for them too. Um, so we have receptors everywhere in our body, on our skin, in our organs. Um, uh, they actually tend to coincide with acupuncture meridians and places that fibromyalgia sees flare-ups. Um, and as women, we actually have a ton like in our uterus. 
And so when you get a hysterectomy, like as you mature in age, you're already becoming more endocannabinoid deficient. Your body makes cannabinoids on its own. When you breastfeed a baby, you're actually giving them cannabinoids. Or when you get a runner's high, those are endocannabinoids. Your body made those. CBD, THC, CBC, CBG are phytocannabinoids. So they're coming from a plant, but your body will identify them as if they're your own to augment that deficiency. So to go back to the hysterectomy example, if you remove someone's uterus, you've removed a bunch of receptors that they needed that were extremely critical. And then suddenly they feel terrible. And you wonder why menopause makes you feel terrible because you're becoming more and more endocannabinoid deficient. And the difference, I mean, luckily, <laughs> the older you are, the faster cannabis will work for you because you are more endocannabinoid deficient. So it's actually kind of an advantage. Like we see menopause patients who two days later, they're like, whoa, whoa, what, what just happened? You know? So it's one of those kinds of <laughs> crazy things. So the endocannabinoid system is so powerful. So yes, reproductive, um, you know, various parts of the nervous system. Like there's just lots of little things that they can affect and, and, and inflammation, which comes from many different sources. And as we now know, science has shown is the, the root of much disease yep. is inflammation. Um, so it's such a, it's such a fascinating space. And every day we're learning more and more from data-driven science about how much the endocannabinoid system does in our bodies. Yeah, well, see, I'm one of those women who no longer have periods. Thank God, that's the great part. But the stuff, other stuff that comes along with it, like, you know, the lack of sleep, yeah, that's not so fun. So, you know, hey, good thing to know that it, that it helps me faster. <laughs> it, it does. And I, and I um, just, a, there's a really good resource that just came out. Um, Dr. Lauren Stryker, who's a friend of ours, wrote a book called Hot Flash Hell. Um, and a couple of other resources. She's a leading menopause researcher um, and doctor here in Chicago. And that book is, and her other books are really excellent. Um, and a lot of my friends who are either heading into menopause or already there uh, have been buying those books like hotcakes. It's been making a huge difference. And she talks about how cannabis works in your body and why you need to give it a chance. And when someone like her, who's on a national stage is saying that, then we need to take it seriously. Absolutely. Yeah, too. I think people just, you know, when it comes to the natural side of things or alternative stuff, people just don't send, tend to give it enough time. And like I tell our, I tell a lot of my patients and clients too, that, you know, your body has to respond and you have to allow it time to kind of get to know what's going on versus, you know, medication goes like that because medication is meant to be a bandaid. Okay. goes in, acts like a bandaid, does its thing until it's no, until it wears off. And then you take it again and it does its thing versus you want to take natural stuff. You're actually going, you have to switch your, your mental thinking that you are healing your body. So when you're healing something, it's like a wound, it takes time. So they just kind of like, don't give it enough time to see these things work. And then they think, oh, it doesn't work. So I think, you know, the education part and like giving it a chance to work. And then we're going to talk a little bit later about, um, about different dosages, because I know that sometimes if you start here, you have to go and depending on the day you're having, and that's the nice thing, you know, with CBD is that you can kind of, you know, monitor yourself. You don't need to have like a quote medical person telling you, you need to go up a little bit or you need to go down a little bit, you know? So it's kind of cool. So, okay. So next... Um, let's talk about like CBD from the basic standpoint, like how does it go from, you know, the, from a plant to where you're putting it on the site and, you know, and it's, and it's sourced so that the people know where it's coming from, that it's like a good version. Sure. This is one of my favorite topics. One of the reasons that I, I, I chose to even get all into all of this, like I, you know, I'm an engineer by trade. So like really, you know, digging into the details of how this was happening was that I found out how it's a, it's an unregulated space right now. So if you're in a state that has medical marijuana, 
that product is regulated in a specific way. CBD being a national federal approved space, but doesn't have regulation means that if you do go buy CBD from a gas station, please don't, but if you do, you should be a little scared about where it came from and what happened. So there are multiple ways to make a CBD product. Um, we, have, we have our own farm, as I mentioned, our own lab and manufacturing and, and co uh, contract manufacturers, et cetera. So we grow like as if we are a medical marijuana product. We've actually bred those kinds of strains to be over-the-counter legal, which means they have 0.3% THC or less. That little bit of THC, I know we're going to talk about that later, but like that little bit of THC is actually very important. So we grow our strains, again, based on the needs of our members, which are largely women. and selecting those every single year we grow outside we have lots of specific things we do that are about quality we do i would say we we grow the hard way because it's the best way we hand harvest all of our flowers so it's concentrated in the most important parts of the plant whereas if you go buy something just like a generic oh they added cbd product you know to it it could be hemp seed oil which is not cbd it could be cbd that came from stalks and stems which has very little cbd in it what they're doing is they're ripping hemp plants out of the ground and throwing them in a grinder and hoping for the best <laughs> and I've, I've seen it in person it's i come from an agricultural family so it's actually very weird to watch to watch that um and you want obviously you want the product to actually like have enough cbd in it and be effective and all that stuff but but one of the scariest things and this is something no not enough people talk about this because i always say responsible use first never give someone cbd and walk away but also why, why quality is so important is hemp is used as a mitigant in agriculture so if i go buy a parcel of land it's been used abused filled with pesticides metals toxins whatever I can plant hemp in it and it will pull all of that out of the ground, give me beautiful earth to grow something else, corn, soybeans, whatever. You throw out that hemp. The problem, not everyone's throwing that hemp out. Some people are taking that hemp full of metals and pesticides and turning it into CBD. And then they're selling it to you, which is, which is terrible. You do not wanna put that in your body. So always look for third-party labs. Always, always do your research. Um, but so that's sort of the, where the landscape is right now. People ask me like, oh, if the FDA starts regulating, aren't, are you scared? I'm like, absolutely not. We've been up super above board from day one. A bunch of our competitors are not going to survive yeah. because they're creating scary product. So you, you harvest everything. You have these different processes for creating different products. There's a thing called CBD isolate, which is basically yeah. blasting a very good plant with a bunch of butane or other chemicals and turning it into, <laughs> into this isolated molecule. And it's not as effective as a full spectrum product like ours. Um, and again, I know we can, we can talk about that part later, but so kind of you have those, those risks there with how it's farmed. Then once you're extracting it, it could be extracted in a way that is exposing it to a ton of solvents. Solvents are also terrible to put in your body. So there's all these different risks of the different steps. Once you've extracted it, then you have your manufacturing processes. You know, was it a CGMP facility? You know, how clean was it? What, you know, is it organic? Again, that's actually even further up on the supply chain. So all these different things that you have to look for. And if you feel scared about it, you should be. I mean, that's the reason that I, I gave up everything and got in this space, right? Was because do it right or don't do it at all. And don't put something that could be poisonous in your body, especially, yeah. and then it hurts, as you mentioned earlier, it hurts the reputation. When someone's like, I tried this thing and it didn't work for me. Or, and the other ha other side happens too. Women would come to my meetup and they'd say, well, I had a really, my, my daughter gave me an edible and I felt terrible. I never want to touch anything cannabis related ever again. And it breaks my heart. 
because that like, you know, you got to be open, open-minded that it's a high THC experience. It's a different experience and also open-minded that your gas station CBD, your farmer's market CBD is probably not actually all that effective. Yeah, no, I, that's totally very, very good news. And I, like we tell, we tell people, everybody, especially and on all my podcasts, whenever I tell somebody you're going to go get like a supplement, you're going to get CBD, or you're going to use this product or that, you know, always get a reputable source and you get what you pay for. And I tell them, especially yes. as far as supplements, because people go, oh, it's so expensive. It's like, well, yeah, I don't go, I don't tell people to go to big box stores and buy your stuff. Okay. Nothing bad about big box stores or places like that. You know, you know, everybody needs a place, but don't go buy your good stuff there. Don't buy your supplements there. Go to a reputable place to buy it. You know, same thing with, you know, with CBD, because like I said, you know, there's, there is so, you can get so confused with stuff and people do get confused and you can just go on, you know, like I said, on Am, well, they, I don't know if you still can, you used to be able to go on Amazon and buy stuff. I don't know if you can now either. Now it's really just like hemp, hemp seed oil, mostly stuff yeah. on Amazon. Yeah. And it's like what you said, you know, you don't know what it is. Number one, number two, you can try it and it's not going to work. And then you, then you figure it doesn't work. So you don't want to give anything else to try. So I think definitely you have to kind of research. And I love that, you know, that you are, um, that what do you want to say it um that word is like not that you're open-minded but you're that people can transparent that's it so that you're transparent and you show people you know this is where it's coming from you know we source our products we're part of um the whole process from this to that and so we know what's going on because i think that that's very important when you are creating a product to know you know you have your hand in on every aspect of the product so that you can say hey we know where it started we know where it's ending and this is and you can trust this so that's that's a good thing too so definitely. So now I know that you were talking about, so talk to me, cause I know we're going to get into the, what's the difference between like a full spectrum and, you know, and a regular product, like, cause I know you told me that, you, that yours has like point, is it 3.3%? 3, 0.3%. That is the legal threshold as indicated by the agricultural farm bill of 2018. There were two versions of it. Uh, we do believe the FDA is soon going to, to add additional guidance um, around different things. We are in a gray area. So one thing that hurts our industry, um, and if you're curious to read more about this, there's a great, I believe it's New York Times piece called What What is CBD? Can it really do all that? That talks about the origins, that there is um, legally, you cannot have an ingredient from a pharmaceutical in a supplement. Correct. That is a, a FDA policy. So many years ago, there was CBD isolate, again, an isolated molecule is being used in a product called Epidiolex for pediatric epilepsy. And because that is an approved drug, we can't be a supplement. I think that's going to change soon, but we are in this sort of gray area where, again, that's why quality matters more than ever. Um, and so you have three different ways to approach it. You have your isolate, you have your broad spectrum, and you have your full spectrum. So broad spectrum really just means multiple cannabinoids are present. Um, so CBD, THC, CBG, et cetera. Um, full spectrum there's actually even multiple kinds too. So even with broad spectrum and full spectrum, the origin matters. So you could say something is broad or full spectrum by taking a bunch of different isolated molecules and recombining them. I'm not a fan of that. We call it recombinant. Um, and that is not whole flower. Whole flower is an unadulterated extracted plant. So whether you're looking at broad spectrum because you, you really need to avoid THC for whatever reason, um, or full spectrum, you want it to actually come from the flower and, and not be a bunch of random things that were put together. Um, you know, a little bit as nature intended is probably a way to put that. Um, Cause they're bred very, you know for very good reasons in a specific way. 
So when it's when it's whole flower, the only and not whole plant, whole plant is a misnomer that can mean a lot of things. Whole flower, um, broad spectrum just is missing that THC component. Full spectrum is going to be a tiny bit of THC, a bunch of other cannabinoids, and a bunch of terpenes. Terpenes are the aromatic compounds in cannabis that, on their own, actually produce quite a bit of effect. So there's uplifting terpenes, there's sleepy terpenes, and they're found in all these other plants too. Echinacea, lavender. You know, it's a very important. Uh, compound across all, all plant wellness um, and things that you've probably been using since you were a child, right? So, um, so a good full spectrum product has a variety of cannabinoids, a variety of terpenes, and they work together with what's known as the entourage effect. So the presence is, how should we say, the sum of all parts is greater, greater than, than the whole. whole. Yeah, Got right. <laughs> so THC amplifies what CBD can do and CBD actually amplifies what that tiny bit of THC can do. So that 0.3% we call it trace amounts is actually very important to make the CBD you put in your body more effective. So for example, if we have someone who's on 40 milligrams a day spread out in specific ways, she might need upward of 10 times that in CBD isolate for it to be effective. And that's not good for your liver to like really to, you know, you shouldn't be blasting yourselves with Four, that'd be 400 milligrams. Like most people really don't need that. And so it's just a much more efficient way. It is more expensive to do it that way. But again, it's your body knows how to receive that. Why would we change that path? Correct. Yeah. So it's, so it's synergistic. It's the T. Yeah. Because like, um, cause my son teaches me a lot about this because, you know, he was into all that stuff. And like, I was looking for it, like for my mom for pain and, you know, and he told me, he said, he said, mom, you know, you need to have a little bit of THC in there, especially if you want to get pain relief, because it makes it more effective. If you're, you're not going to necessarily get that if you don't have that in there. So is that, so that helps with the pain receptors a little bit more than having the THC or just makes it so you can do a little bit less of a dosage versus doing more of the other one. Yeah. And about binding to different receptors, you want to have good affinity. You want to have like just efficacious binding on receptors. You don't want it to sort of fly by them and miss. These are just, you know, at the molecular level. There's also about, you know, interactions with medications. I'll just put in a little disclaimer here that, you know, and, and, and you know this from, from your work that the, so similar to if you see a grapefruit warning, which uses, you know, specific uh, liver enzymes, CBD can make some medications work better or worse um, if you don't take them spaced apart. So our team, for instance, if you do a call, they'll run your meds for you and just double check if you need to space things out. Um, you know, I'm always, especially with anyone who, you know, women, once they hit 60 are more likely to be on like an additional medication every couple of years of their life, unfortunately in America. And so I am very straightforward that like, we should, we should take a look at that, but also that, you know, THC has its own little baby interaction too. So just different things that we're looking for there. Okay, cool. So, um, you know, so we have different women, you know, all ages on the podcast too from 30 to up upwards to 60 and stuff like that. So tell me, you know, like what, just some general categories like that um, CBD that it can help and, you know, that they might look at wanting to incorporate CBD into their lifestyle. Yeah. So, you know, you'll see us, you'll see anyone in the space when, when they're trying to market their goods, you'll see words like calm and rest and balance and stress. And the reason they do that is that the FDA does not want anyone talking about cannabis in a way that that references disease states for very good reason. Nobody should say, be saying flat out cannabis cures cancer. Now there's really great research on all that, but nobody should be saying that 
um, it is not safe to, to be making claims like that. So, you know, I never censor the way that anyone needs to talk about their own problems. So if I'm thinking about my research set and they're coming to me, what they are saying, not what I'm saying back to them, but what they are saying to me is, you know, those, those top three things. So anxiety and panic, you know, chronic, mostly chronic pain right. and sleep issues, falling asleep or staying asleep. Um, and then beyond that, I mean, it's a whole host of things. There's about 43 or so health concerns that we wind up logging that um, you know, people want to talk about. And so I, I will say though, that the calm space, anxiety and panic, I mean, what, what woman isn't a little anxious, <laughs> right? Like we, we're, we're prone to that for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, and that is overwhelmingly the number one reason that women of every single generation come to us right now. But I would say that, that, you know, the chronic pain and sleep stuff is definitely kind of like a close neck and neck. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Because yes, FDA, this, you know, they can, we can, we can take medications and have 9,001 side effects that could, and then you have to take another medication to combat those side effects. But the things that, you know, that are not harmful, you know, oh, we can't have those, you know? So yeah, luckily we are able, we have files and we're able to back up and our, the way that we talk about those things. But again, it's, yes, it's, we have to, the customer, the patient says things in a certain way, and then we have to, to respond in more of a benefit statement <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. It yeah. will change eventually. Yeah, I think, I think things will change too. And like I said, you know, ladies, you know, you can go to um, Equilibria, you can talk to a dosing specialist, like Marcy said, there's, um, you can tell them your medications you're taking. So, I mean, there is a very, very safe space here. So that's, that's the thing, you know, don't go it alone, you know, talk to somebody to figure out what you need and how you need it, because that's, that's where you want to, everybody's individual and different. And what your girlfriend takes definitely different than what you're going to take, or maybe you need. And, you know, and so just, I tell people, just don't go off what your girlfriend says, find out for yourself. Yeah. Do, do, do well, the way that I often put it is there's uh, you could have 10 women who have the exact same products at home for completely yeah. different health reasons and use them in completely different ways. There's all these different factors. There's bioavailability, there's onset time, there's, you know, the duration and how long it lasts in your system. You know, these things that these different levers that we're able to help someone pull, but it can be hard to do that on your own. And, and, you know, while every purchase includes access to a dosage specialist, like you can right now without buying anything, email in and be like, Hey, I've got these health concerns. I'm thinking about this. I'm on these medications. I just want to make sure that it's a good path to proceed. You know, an hour later, you're going to get an answer. And then you can either, you know, they may make a recommendation. We have a quiz on our site that'll kind of pair you up with an initial place to start. Um, we kind of have everyone start around 10 milligrams twice a day, give or take. There are a small minority of people that's actually too much. And we take them down a bit. And since CBD is not addictive, um, it's a non-tolerance based. You actually don't develop like a tolerance. So you can actually stay on a relatively same dose over time, but some people find they need less. Okay. They're actually at a good place of endocannabinoid tone where they're like, oh, my something in my environment or with my body has changed and I don't need as much. I went from taking 75 to 90 milligrams a day and now I'm at 25 to 40. Yeah. Okay. I've worked on things, you know? So it's, it's cool too, because people are like, oh, wow, am I going to have to keep going up and up and up? And I'm like, no, it's not like that. THC is different. You can build a tolerance to THC, but in this case, that's not relevant for the way that, that we need to dose things. Yeah, no. See, I think that's great what you just said that, you know, that you, you worked on things and you got, and now your dose is lower because I think that's true with everything. You know, I talk to women all the time and even in my practice and I tell them, you know, your body changes all the time. You know, you go from your 20s and 25, 30, you know, and you're always changing. And the things that are going around in your life, they also affect, you know, your health. So those things come and go and they change. 
So, you know, you may be like right now at a very stressful time in your life and you may need more of something versus, you know, maybe three months from now that stress is going to be gone and maybe you still, you don't need less. So, you know, always be open-minded, you know, to your body's changing needs and, you know, and kind of look at it from that standpoint. And I think that's, you know, that's where we lack education. You know, and that's where I try to come in with my, you know, talking to them about this is educating, you know, like, you know, there's no one size fits all life. Our health is a journey. It changes from day to day, you know, so be open to that, you know, and, but I think people get so, you know, especially women, they get so static and stuck in their, that's the word static, but your, our lives are not static and you wouldn't want it to be. Let's just say that you just experienced immense grief you know, like our life is always going to have these ebbs and flows. And all we have to do is be mindful enough to pay attention to that. That's a huge part of the CBD journey is even if you don't wind up taking the CBD on the regimen or the routine that you're following, even in just the mindfulness at those moments of, wow, it's after lunch and I don't feel good, or it's right before bed and I can't sleep. And having, paying that attention to yourself, no matter what has immense health value. Absolutely. Definitely. Cause I think we, we lack that, you know, we get so focused, you know, and, and I'm sure that you see a lot of business women and I, and I do a lot of, I coach a lot of women. I have a lot of business women that come into the practice and they're so they're focused on their business and they'll every nuance in their business, you could ask them about anything and they all know about it down to the bottom line, you know, this and that, but then, you know, on the flip side, if you ask them questions about their health, that always seems to take a, you know, a back back burner type of approach and they just don't pay as much of attention. So, you know, we're trying to make that awareness to kind of flip that coin so that people start looking at their wellness, especially now, you know, with the pandemic and with all this stuff that's coming out, stress is like quadrupled. I mean, it's like depression is off the charts. Stress is off the charts. We have, we have not, we have seen a suicide rate like we have not seen before in the last year and a half. And, you know, I think that, you know, people just, you know, and immune systems are going like crazy. So I think that, you know, there's so much space that women really need to get in touch and learn about different ways to help themselves besides just, you know, the traditional pill popping way, because that just not going to, that's not going to aid your wellness over long periods of time, you know? Absolutely. So, okay. So with the products, okay. I know there's, you can take them. I know I saw them say there's gummies, there's liquid drops, and there's all kinds of different things. There's cream. So is one way, do you think is one way better than another, or should somebody start like with one thing versus another, or does it really not matter? So I mentioned that B word earlier, bioavailability. I'd say that, and you know, so so bioavailability, onset time and duration are these big things. Uh, duration sometimes known as half-life. In this case, I'm talking more about duration of effect, not the actual chemical compounds staying in your body. Those three factors actually do matter quite a bit. So we, we tend to start people ideally on one flexible modality and one rigid modality. And so what I mean by that is let's, let's take drops and soft gels or gummies and soft gels or our calming melts and soft gels. Soft gels, since you're your, all of it is going directly to your digestive system. You lose a little bit of it. It's a little less bioavailable and it takes a while to kick in, but has this sort of slow, steady drip and it stays in your system a while. So a lot of women love it to stay asleep, to stay in a certain place. They have a really stressful day. Whereas the drops, for instance, go under your tongue, they're sublingual. And if you hold it under your tongue long enough, very little goes to your digestive system. It's mostly going directly to your bloodstream, but you can choose to swallow it earlier or later to have some different effect. Um, the calming melts kick in very, very fast, like less than 10 minutes. I, actually, to be honest, they're kind of like a benzo replacement. Like if you are struggling with Xanax, Clonopin, 
you know, this, that's really your product is the calming melts. You put one under your tongue. We partnered with, we have this amazing biotech partner to make sure that it's the residence time. It stays under your tongue. It stays there. It has a mucosal adhesive. And then it is very rapidly absorbed um, because sometimes you just need that kick, but that means it doesn't stay in your system as long. So there are all these different trade-offs, but it's super bioavailable. People have, have written in, they're like, it's only five milligrams. I'm like, yeah, but it is a hundred percent of the five milligrams. You know, like you're really getting all of it, whereas you're going to lose a bit from some of the other ones. So, so it depends and always finding a good place to start gummies. Um, just to round that out, talk a little bit about topicals, but gummies are actually a fascinating one because similar to how with drops, you could swallow it sooner, swallow it later with gummies. You could swallow it whole because they're fairly small, or you could chew it a little bit or chew it a lot. If you chew it a lot, it's getting absorbed sublingually your buccal in your cheeks. Um, so you have some control there for how you want it to kick in and how long it's going to stay in your system. And then for topicals, you know, for anyone who, who isn't comfortable with uh, an ingested consumable method, and we actually have suppositories coming out next year, which will be, I know I'm very excited about suppositories. It's been my like number one thing since day one here to do. Um, and that's another way that's like straight to your bloodstream, really effective. Vaginas are magical. Spoiler yep. alert. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I heard so, about this one. <laughs> They, they absolutely are. Um, but, but the topicals, you know, it varies. Our, we have those endocannabinoid receptors on our skin and, and having it kind of sink into the, to the tissue. So like our relief balm um, has a cult following for menstrual cramps, um, for arthritis, like it really gets in there and it has a bunch of awesome terpenes um, and Arnica. Anyone who's into alternative wellness, Arnica is such an incredible yep. anti-bruising, anti-inflammation agent. Comes Again, comes from a plant. So lots of different ways to approach it. If you are dealing with relatively serious issues, please consider the consumable route because you will see more effect. I mean, using them with topicals is really effective, but people who, who only want to stay with topicals, there's only so much efficacy you can gain from that. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I just, there's like so many people get confused. Do I rub it on? Do I take it? Do I this or that? So that was a great thing to do. So people could do that. Now, I know that you are big and this is, I know that you, you love this topic. So I want you to just talk about it, you know, feel free about menopause, because I heard you on this last podcast and you just went crazy about this topic. And we have a lot of women that are perimenopausal and that are menopausal. And, you know, people, I don't, I even hate those terms. You know, it's like, you know, hormone balance. Let's talk about that. Okay. Because yeah. that's kind of really what it is. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, and, you know, just go ahead and talk about, I want to know about what do you feel about this and how CBD can play a factor in that stage or early stage or in hormonal balance. And then, you know, you can even, I know Coco talked about the new vaginal product coming out. So maybe you could just give us a little spoiler alert about that too. <laughs> I can. Yeah. I, because I, meant, I mentioned suppositories and yeah. they, you know, there's some things where they're, they're ready. We just have to pick out the right, the right way to launch them. There's a lot of education involved yes. in, in a product like that. Um, anything that has to do with hormonal, sexual health, et cetera, is of course very complex. I mentioned in my initial research that I talked to women of all ages, but it was really the, you know, menopausal, postmenopausal women that would, that it really stuck with me because they were just stranded. Yeah. And like, that's where the whole, I am out of options. I don't know what to do. And nobody cares about what is happening to me. That is like, breaks my heart. That's one of the things I love about Dr. Stryker is she is like, we need to care. We need to have conversations about what is happening because how many millions of women in America are actively going through menopause right now? Um, and again, endocannabinoid deficiency 
as a thing that accelerates with menopause. And so you're just feeling empty in some ways and too much in others. And things are just, again, that homeostasis, it is getting super out of whack. So we're seeing that CBD can have like, for some people, it gets rid of hot flashes for others. It's the only way that they're sleeping and, and everyone is so incredibly individual, but since, you know, our hormones, you know, are part of those systems that the master puppeteer system can affect, we might as well give it a shot. Right. And we're seeing just some really, really great outcomes there. Cool. Yeah. Cause we have a lot of, a lot of women who do suffer from hot flashes and, you know, and I, we do bioidentical, so that's kind of my thing too, but there's always, there's room for so many different things to look at and, you know, hormones are not for everybody. You know, if, if certain people cannot take them, this is like another option. And it opens up a whole other door where people felt like, okay, it's either this or I suffer. You know, if I can't take hormones and I have to suffer and, you know, we're trying to make strides, you know, if men, if, if men suffered from hot flashes or half the things that women go through, you know, we would have research would there be, right. Yeah, we, we would be, you know. we'd be a lot farther ahead than where we are because they sure in heck would not go through half the stuff that women go through, you know? Like every day I sit there, I tell my patients when, cause we do pap smears all the time and they, and women hate, that's kind of be like the worst thing that women hate. So I'm like, every day I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I sit there and I think every day, how could we come up with something that you could do at home? You know, so you don't have to do it, but I'm working on it. You know, <laughs> I've been thinking about this for years, but you got to figure out how everybody could be in on it and oh, do yeah. it correctly, you know? But people yeah. are curious now. I mean, there's all these educational resources on like, you know, for women who are trying to conceive, learning how to like understand your cervix involves buying all these things that you'd see yeah. in a doctor's office. Like we have to get more comfortable there. Um, and, you know, I, I, as, as I mentioned, like I'm really excited about launching suppositories and some other products around vaginal health, um, you know, reproductive health, sexual health, et cetera. And I just, the vagina is a gold mine. Like the fact that it goes immediately to your bloodstream, um, we are, our suppository will be the first non-oil-based cannabis suppository in the entire market. Oh, wow. So cool. yes, what that means is in the good old days when I was just experimenting with everything, <laughs> the traditional cannabis suppository is cocoa butter and concentrate in a bullet. So like a, you know, old school suppository that you see, it is disgusting. <laughs> using it is is not user friendly what goes up must come down yep. there's a mess it's i mean you have hot oil spilling out of your body How, who wants to do that this is ridiculous so i from day one of equilibria said there has got to be a different way because it's so effective if you do it right but what if there was a way to suspend it again using the mucosal adhesive technology that we've partnered on it stays in one place and then it turns into a hydrogel yeah and then it just it just leaves your body very gently. And so for some women, that's going to mean increased lubrication. For some women, it's going to be a decrease of, of you know, discomfort, whatever. It, it's going to vary a little bit depending on what someone needs. Um, for anyone who's going through menstrual cramps, it's going to be a game changer. <laughs> so really, really effective stuff. Yes. And then we're also working on a lubricant that um, honestly, all the CBD lubricants, there's not that many that exist right now or they're not really doing anything. And because you need to pair it with other things to make it more effective. So we have something really awesome that again, does not exist anywhere else in the market that is going to launch um, that is going to be a big game changer. When I was doing my initial research, discomfort was the thing that was coming out. And that's, that's you know, I'm not even trying to have sex and every day I have so much discomfort down there, you know, um, or I'm trying to have sex and, and my, my husband doesn't even want to touch me because I'm like, ow, 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 you know, these yeah. things like we have to solve for that your life doesn't end at menopause yeah. and it doesn't, you know, and, and I'm 34 years old and I've had my fair share of issues with that too. Like, 
we should not be having, be having to deal with those problems. Yeah. Well, there's like vulvodynia. A lot of women have pelvic pain down there, you know, after, you know, you have children, it changes down there, you know, so mm-hmm. there's, a, but we don't, you said you have to start having conversations is where it has to start to, because people don't talk about these things because they think they're the only ones who are having any of this problem, or there's like these group chats online, like the, and they go on there and they talk about it, but they're talking about it with other people, but there needs to be people who are trying to solve some of the issues or in, you know, in any small way. So I think that's great that, you know, that you're bringing these issues and you're, and you're a woman and you understand these issues because I think it, it takes a woman, okay, to understand these problems because we have those issues. Yeah. And we can bring and we can try to solve them for other women. So I think it's I think it's fabulous too. And there is nothing, you know, um, yeah, a lot of postmenopausal women or even perimenopause, you you start to get dry in the vagina, and it, you know, just for whatever reason, it hurts. And you know, you can either, you know, KY is not the greatest thing either. There's just, you know, okay, no. a lot of them are, are kind of disgusting, like you so said. So many better ways. <laughs> There are so many better ways. And like, even like women don't even like using, um, you know, cream for their, um, either if they have a, a factor, a bacterial infection or even a yeast infection, they're like, oh, gross, just give me the pill. I don't want to, you know, cause it's a mess. So, you know, to come up with something that's not messy is like going to be a game changer. So I think that'll be a great product too. I'm so, very excited about it. I can, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I think it's great, but I, I'm, you know, when you talked about the, um, the melts, I'm going to send a lot of people this way because you know, that's how benzos act. Benzos are, you know, you in and out and they don't last forever. That's why you have to take them, you know, constantly like several. And I never, I never give people who have anxiety on a daily basis. I never recommend or will prescribe benzos for that because that's not the place for them, but this would be a great place for someone to, to do that and have that. So that's going to be a definite game changer. So we'll, I do recommend someone uses it on top of like, it's definitely a, like a PRN, um, there, there are certainly people who use them daily. We're actually um, going to be coming out with a 30 count of them shortly because it's currently a 15 count um, and, the, and it'll be even greater value in the, how that's priced. But like having sort of your stable proactive routine and yeah. then using calming melts as a, as yes. a reactive agent is um, how most people are using them. But there are some people who are like, listen, that's the thing I want to take before bed every night. I'm not yeah. going to say that that's a bad idea. If it works for them, it works for them. Yeah, we have, we have a lot of people who use benzos just to sleep. So, you know, if we can, find, uh, yeah. That's so, that's so sad to me because I know, I mean, I know what happens when you take benzos for a long time, yep. you pay the price. Yeah. And they're one of the hardest drugs to get off of and people start them on them so easily for everything. And it's like, you know, and then they, they get on it and they're like, oh, I love how it feels. I'm like, yeah, I know you love how it feels, but it's not, that's, it's not good for you. So I think, you know, we need just more education in the space. How depressed are you getting if, if you're on clonopin every day how much actual depression are you getting from what that medication is doing to your body yeah definitely so you know there's just we just need a lot more research and people need to kind of see and I, I think part of it is to um is to educate the medical side of things you know I mean I try to be I'm very open-minded I talk to my patients about CBD I talk to them about a lot of alternative stuff but I think we need to have more medical people that like are looking to these alternatives to give people these options instead of just like oh, here's a prescription and do that because even for depression, I'd rather see somebody try, you know, something else alternatively like CBD or something to help if they can for depression, because even SSRIs are hard to get off of after a certain point in time, you know, and they have people. And they're have a band-aid. Yeah. A lot of times they're not, you know, if we're looking at the root problem, you might yeah. as well see what cannabis, CBD, et cetera, can do for you before you try that. If you can, just because at least then you're getting back to your baseline before you're trying something else. We should always be trying to do that. And that is, it's such a complex issue too. And I understand sometimes it's very urgent and, you know, but um, 
I, I've been on an emergency SSRI at one point in my life, you know, and then getting off of it was terrible. I almost had a seizure. I mean, it's just being, being you know, again, cognizant of what you're, what you're putting in your body, being willing to give cannabinoids a chance. Yeah. Yeah. And it, part of this, I mean, depression that you probably know too, you know, it's a, you lack in your neurotransmitters. So even, you know, an SSRI, we're not giving you back serotonin. We're just reuptaking your own serotonin. And if your body, and a lot of people find that with SSRIs, probably and you understand this, you know, at a certain point for some, for a lot of people, they just stop working. People come and say, well, you know, it's just not doing a thing. It's because you're not, your, your own body's not making the serotonin. There's nothing there to grab for those receptors to reuptake. So at some point it stops. So I think, you know, we have to figure out other ways to, you know, let the body heal on itself so that it can start to, you know, produce some of those things that it was supposed to, that for whatever reason got off track. And yeah, I, I often refer to it as investing in anandamide. So anandamide is one of those endocannabinoids. It's the bliss molecule. It's why it's called anandamide. And we're, what we're trying to do with phytocannabinoids is to make more of it because it is linked to how serotonin, dopamine, et cetera, respond and are created in our bodies. And we want our bodies to create the things that's supposed they're supposed to create, right? Yeah. So like, again, that, that homeostasis point, just trying to get back there, see what, see what your body can do on its own. I think you used the word healing earlier. And I think that that was a really good way to frame that. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So we all, I always end by asking our guests, you know, since we're a self-care, self-advocacy company, you know, what is your idea of, you know, self, because you're a busy woman, you know, you're doing all the things, you know, and you're like everybody else. So what do you do for, you know, for your self-care? What does it look like for you? And what would you talk to, you know, some advice for other women to kind of find and go into that path? Oh, gosh. I, I sometimes I'm, I'm guilty of not taking my own advice. It's something I'm trying to, to be better about. But um, one of my favorite forms of self-care, I do have a degree in TV and film. So this is why it's, I love escapism. For me and my brain, I have ADHD. It's really nice to go into a different world and live and let my kind of consciousness fall apart a little bit and then come back. That's something that, so thing that I really love. My husband's not a fan of that. He hates to sit in front of a TV, you know, TV screen, whatever. Um, but for me, it's really relaxing. Um, but a, the other than that, the big one that um, might apply to more people is I use the Calm app all the time. Okay, yeah. um, it's a very affordable, the, even the premium version of it's super affordable. And you have to look around a little bit for this feature, but it has this breathing feature. Okay. Especially if you're new to meditating, you're new to sitting in your own thoughts, this breathing tool that um, uses gongs for breathing in, holding and out, and you have different things you can pick from. The best one is the last one and you swipe all the way to the side. <laughs> and I, I mean, even, and then you can choose what your background noise is. And I do rain, which is very calming for me. You can literally watch my beats per minute and my heart rate go down when the rain sound starts. And I sit there with it. And, you know, I kind of, I have to like get myself into it, but like doing that breathing, I think it's called four, seven, eight has just a so pr profound <laughs> impact on my body. Cause again, mindfulness, you know, and, and our vagus nerve and things that we're trying to, you know, control in our body. So that's my big one is meditation is something that I've just seen great outcomes from, um, same thing, you know, with, with exercise, but I'm, I'm definitely guilty of not getting out of my chair enough during the day. And I just put together a standing desk so I can try to kind of move around a little bit more. But, um, but from a self-care standpoint, it's that. And then I guess a little more superficially, I love to get my nails and my lashes done. Oh, cool. Hey, well, I see you're wearing a smartwatch, right? Yes. So you mm -hmm. can have to go off every hour on the hour to, that's what I do. That's how I get out of my chair. I do, I do 250 to 500 steps an hour. 
So I walk, I walk I'm five miles jealous. a day. No, it, it's just, I, I built up and I'm going to be honest with you. Like I told my friend, I said, I'm the most competitive with myself, you know? So it's like, okay, I have to okay, do better. But otherwise I would sit in a chair all day and I do at my job. We sit, you know, I sit in front of a computer at my office typing. I go into a patient room, I'm sitting. So if I don't, if it doesn't go off and remind me to get up and move, I would not move, you know, cause you just get, cause you get into your stuff. So I thought, okay, I, I, I need to get a Fitbit just to tell me it buzzes off you have to get this done. And so then I'm, I'm competitive and I've got to get it done. And, you know, and so I've been doing it. I just, it's, I've, and it was my form of exercise all through the pandemic because you know, the, the gyms and everything closed, so you couldn't do anything. So it's, and so now it's just, it's become a routine and I just, you know, and walking, walking is my thing. It's like, I like to get out. I listen to podcasts. I pray, I do all kinds of stuff. So it's my hour of solitude, you know, of just mm. getting away. So yeah, absolutely good. So wrapping things up here, how can, um, where can people find you and, you know, and what can they, where, the, where can they go, social media, wherever you want them to go and whatnot? Sure. So you can find us at myeq.com, myeq.com, and you can use uh, code WWN for 15% off your first order. Um, and then we're on social under Equilibria Women. Um, we're very responsive. So whether you want to send us a DM, you want to send us an email, um, you want to do your call. Uh, once, you, once you've purchased, we'll kind of walk you through things, but there's lots of pre-purchase support as well. Um, and that's how you can find us. You can also find me. I'm on Instagram as Marcy Marcy. I, it's not a very interesting account compared to our <laughs> company one. My life is, you know, um, I don't have any, I have really cute dogs, but I don't have any kids yet. So not much to show. Oh, you're good. Um, but we love, you know, we love to talk about all of this and, and, and we encourage you to come with vulnerability, you know, no reason to be ashamed about anything, you know, come in, ask hard questions, get great answers. Like that's what we're here for. We built this model because we knew that that, that component was so important and we really want to honor that. So please do get in touch, you know, even if you don't buy anything, but we helped you learn something like that's still, that's great. And that's what we're here for. That's cool. So ladies, just to let you know, so I took the, I took the quiz and you get great information. Um, it helps you to know where to start. And like I said, you know, you can go there and you can talk to people um, and great information. I love the emails that I get because they always like are showing me or teaching me something else about other things. You know, I'm always open to learning, even though, you know, hey, never know what you don't know. And people are out mm -hmm. there doing a lot of great research in other areas that we don't know. So that's great. All right. Well, Marcy, thank you. I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was Awesome. Awesome. So ladies, go follow her, go to equilibria.com. Is it, that's right. Is it myeq.com. Myeq.com. And look at all the stuff because um, it's great. And they just, they have a new holiday scent that just came out, which is good that Ooh, I just. All kinds of fun holiday yeah. things. Some of it's, some of it's pre-sale. So that'll all be publicly, I, I'm not sure of our air date here, but the, the 10th, we will have the rest of that coming out. And there's some amazing deals and limited edition products and different things to try. And when you make your first purchase after um after you make that purchase you'll also get a personalized routine that'll kind of walk you through things based on what you tell us your health goal is. cool so see ladies get and give health for the holiday season you know instead of toys gifts perfumes give somebody a gift of cbd or even for yourself i think it'd be awesome all right ladies so until next week thank you so much and have a blessed week and may god richly bless you talk to you later